the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No, we take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. And I'm Carrie Poppy, and I'm back from Camp Quest, where I am the director of programming. How did it go? Oh, it was so fun, (laughs) Ross. I am so smart and so busy, but I, uh, I take time out of my life every year. You know, I work at Disney Animation, and Mm -hmm. I take this time out of my life to put the podcast aside, put my day job aside, and go and be with kids and teach them about science, critical thinking, and just really, like, give of myself um, (laughs) for a week. I feel like we have so much in common. Yeah. Oh, do you do something like that (laughs) also? Similar. Okay. Send your kids to Camp Quest next year. Yes, a camp where I have never been. But Ross goes every year (laughs) and teaches kids about science. It's fun. You're Uh, back. And there's hiking and stuff. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back from Salem. A lot's been going on. Oh, yeah. What were you Saleming? Well, I've been there a few times now. This was probably like my fifth trip to Salem. Yeah, you seem like a regular. Yeah, I really like Salem. Well, I have a good friend who lives there. And then we were there this weekend because one of Drew's friends was getting married. Oh, that's a good reason to go to Salem. Yeah. Yeah. So he went for the first time, which was great. And oh, probably everyone is like, which Salem? Oh, thank you, Massachusetts. Okay, yeah. Yes. Like, oh my God, Ross. Okay, quick off topic. We're just going to catch up on our lives here real quick. Everybody just stand aside. <laughs> they want to know. They like our friendship. <laughs> um, while I was in Salem, I went to one of the witch hunt museums that I hadn't been to. And oh. yes, there are several. Yeah, yeah. And this witch hunt museum, they kept talking about the curses that supposedly exist of the the witches who got burned and then cursed their accusers. And so they come back and haunt the cemetery. I was like, we have missed the point entirely. (laughs) So wait, you think they were witches? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like in order to hold this worldview together, you have to think magic is real, which means you missed quite a lot. About the Salem Witch Trials. Right, right. Because now you're kind of affirming the original intent of the Witch Trials. Yes. Which was to stop this cursory going on. That spectral evidence is a bad thing to rely Mm -hmm. on. Interesting. Interesting. Indeed, yeah. Anyway, other than that, it was a great trip and I had a good time. (laughs) I missed that one as well. It's always something I feel like I need to point out to my family that... The all the witchcraft, Satanism stuff that is equally invalid. Like they don't, they don't have magical powers. Uh-huh. There's no magical powers. If there were, I'd want to see them and test them. Right, right, but, right. Like they get nervous when they see I have an Ouija board in my house. Uh huh. Like, well, you you don't need. It doesn't actually. Oh goodness. <laughs> my need... contention is that it does nothing. <laughs> oh, and similarly in Salem, I went into a witchy store. They were selling a Ouija board, mm-hmm. and a stranger, a man, walked up to me and said, "Excuse me, ma'am, have you used one of those?" And pointed at a Ouija board, and I was like, "Yes." You said we, oui. <laughs> yeah. I no, I I thought. My life has led up to this moment. (laughs) Oh, finally someone asked me. Yes, ask me about the Ouija board. (laughs) He's like, does it work? And I said, well. Depends. Yeah, do you mean, does it talk to spirits? And he's like, yeah. And I said, oh, I don't think so. 
And he was like, he was like, oh, okay. And I said, there's another explanation for how it works. It's that you're- Pull out your phone. You're going to look up the idiomotor effect. (laughs) I I told him the name of it. Uh, But yeah, I said, I explained that it was like your muscles responding to your brain without your brain paying attention. Mm -hmm. And um, and he was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Which is cool. Yeah. And then, because I was worried because I heard that like whatever you do comes back at you threefold. So if I- you know, have you heard this before? Like that if you curse someone, it'll come back at you even worse. I've heard seven. Okay. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> whatever the number is. Um, no, so- you must forgive him. 70 times <laughs> seven. Oh, continue. Okay. Yes. Fair. Bible may say otherwise. But yeah, I uh, I was like, oh, yeah, no, I, I that must be kind of nerve wracking. You know, and, yeah, I felt like, oh, like I, I got to disabuse this man of fear of the Ouija board. In this the wild. stranger yeah. who came up to me like a heat seeking missile yeah yeah well that's fun felt great the point is this episode is about gail thackeray someone who has (laughs) nothing to do with any of this transition (laughs) great transition gail thackeray any relation to twin ray I don't think so. Though they're celibate, I learned this week. Are you that gray? Yeah, you told me that. And um, I don't know what to do with that information. Yeah, me neither. Because I'll admit my first thought is, yeah, right. They're lying about that. But Mm. why lie about that? Yeah, what's that for? I don't think anyone expects them to be celibate. Right. That doesn't make me think they're more holy or worthy of my attention. It makes me think of tea and dough from Heaven's Gate. Mm. And it makes Uh, me wonder if there's a closeted situation going on. Always a welcome comparison. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah, not who you usually want to emulate. Yeah, you're you're not doing too well if people are like, reminds me of the leaders (laughs) of Heaven's Gate. You guys are kind of like Heaven's Gatey, right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Anyway, Gail Thackeray mm-hmm. is a energy healer and past life seer. Okay, that's who, her. That's her beat. Yeah, energy healer, past life seer. I, I, that's my summary of what okay. she does. This is related to our Conscious Life Expo investigation, mm-hmm. and you went to see two of her talks. Yeah, I went to her free talk and then her $45 seminar the next day. I noticed she kept talking about trauma and I thought, okay, yeah. this is Car- trauma. This is Carrie's beat. Her her beat may be energy healing and past life regression, <laughs> but Carrie's beat is people who use the word trauma a lot. <laughs> so I thought, okay, I, I'm going to let Carrie be the expert on Gail Thackeray because you already knew who she was. I had heard of her because she had done things with Lori Spagna, who we've talked about in prior episodes. Right. And you sent me a video that was her interviewing, question mark, Lori Spagna. Okay. So that's my only exposure is her benignly nodding while Lori Spagna does her thing less than a month into the pandemic. Ah, okay. I'm going to tell you about the free talk that I went to of Gail Thackeray's today on this here episode. Okay. And then in the next episode, I'm going to tell you about her past life regression, which was basically recovered memory therapy. So So, free when you pay admission to the Conscious Life Expo. That's right. For the first talk. That's right. But chronologically, whatever you watched came first. So do you want to tell us about that video? Okay. Yeah. Though I'm just, while I'm still thinking of it, I'm just going to throw out there what we meant to disclaim, which is that there was a big event this past week. Ah, yes. In the world of the things that we talk about. And it was that Drew didn't pass. 
past his kidney stone. Oh, I did mean to ask you about that. Still no. Oh, man. I know. Brutal. What were you thinking of something else? Yes, I was thinking of a congressional hearing on UAPs, what we would normally call UFOs, has for many years now been unidentified aerial, aerial phenomena, phenomena, though now it's more properly unidentified anomalous phenomena. Okay, the, it's getting a little broad. Right, and on one level... I get it because many of us, when you would say UFO, would be like, well, you don't know it's flying. It could be a reflection on your window. Uh, or, you know, mm. could, it could be something else. could be a light phenomena. So, mm. all right, UAP, unidentified aerial phenomena. Well, still saying it's aerial. It could still be that reflection on your window. Okay, I'm so, going to call it an I-D-W-T-Y-I. I don't know what this is. <laughs> 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 right, with more accurate, but you still want it to be specific enough to encompass what we all think of as UFOs. So, right. So I get the the urge. I don't know what committee gets to decide. Like we're calling it this now. Yeah. Uh, but just as everyone got used to aerial, then they changed it to anomalous. So I don't know. It's all over the place. What's and aerial was a perfectly good font. <laughs> font Indeed. joke. Though. That was Microsoft trying to bite off Helvetica. Uh, <laughs> of course, of course, by Helvetica. By creating, rears its head again. By creating a cheaper version with <laughs> slanty edges. <laughs> Different conversation. I didn't know I would dig so deep with that. Okay. But uh, this was an important event, and many listeners rightly reached out to us and said, oh, ooh, we want to get your take on this congressional hearing yes. where they had these known people who have been in this alien investigatory community for a long time Mm -hmm. and these are known quantities and they came as quote-unquote whistleblowers Mm -hmm. to share all this information in front of our representatives and uh it it was a wild event and we'll we'll definitely want to unpack it but we're saving that for next week yes i've only seen part of it i've got to watch the rest but yeah we've mentioned that we went to the contact in the desert conference Mm -hmm. again this year uh this might kind of kickstart that storytelling as well because at least one of the key figures from that congressional hearing happening was there at the conference and I got to hear him talk. Excellent. Yeah. Anyways, just... I made a... I'm going to say a friend at that conference. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. Is it the one I'm thinking of? I'm overstating things, but probably. Okay. I made a friendly at that conference. We're friendly now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, sorry for the interruption. Just wanted to set everybody's nerves at ease. Yes. Don't worry. We're coming back to you, alien listeners. Tell me about Gail Thackeray. Okay, Gail. So you watched a video of hers from a few years ago. Tell us about that. Okay. So it was April 9th of 2020. So again, less than a month into the pandemic. Yeah. And it was on Gail Thackeray's channel. So I guess she regularly has people come on her YouTube channel and just talk, do their thing. And in this case, it was Lori Spagna, who we've covered on the podcast. You interviewed her. I talked about her recent talk at the Conscious Life Expo. And 98% of the video was just Lori doing her thing and talking. Ah, uh, okay. And Gail was mostly just sitting there kind of benignly nodding, smiling. But speaking of channels, it started with Lori Spagna live channeling an ancient Atlantean persona. Because oh, wow. Why not? She does everything. <laughs> Why not? She's 
never afraid to add anything to her shtick. And yeah. in this case, <laughs> she was giving all this information about how this was all kind of a template that was from the Atlantean times and it's playing itself out again. And it's a masculine template that's turning up as COVID quote unquote. Oh, wow. And it was okay. so funny. Like after she finished that whole channeling, then Gail says, oh, okay. And, uh, and how do you know all that? And she said, oh, well, that was a channel. That was a live channel just now. And, <laughs> And it was so funny because Lori Spagna was doing something that felt very Bashar-like. I feel like she's just this chameleon who just kind of eats up whatever shtick she encounters. Okay. And Uh makes it part of her shtick. Anyways, so that was just the beginning. And then she was giving a lot of her other regular messages, punctuated with a lot of encouragement for people to ignore the doubters in their lives. I thought, well, that sounds like that serves you pretty well. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah. Doubt is uh, inimical to your business model. Right. And she's probably talking about, I'm just guessing since that was coming out right in the dead heat of COVID, that 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 doubt is probably people doubting that you can think away COVID with your mind or something like that. Oh, definitely part of it because, yeah, she was talking about ways to deal with COVID and part of it was, you know, paying for a healer, Uh, but not not a healer like you find in a hospital, a healer like Lori Spagna. Oh, okay. So what was Gail doing? Did she have any contribution to all this? Very little. (laughs) Sorry to make you watch (laughs) this whole thing Uh, then. (laughs) It was interesting. (laughs) So Lori brings her on and Gail just like kind of can't get a word in edgewise. Gail brought Lori on. Oh, okay. I guess that's more fair then. Okay. Just letting her do her thing. And, you know, she asked a few questions here or there, but it was really minimal. Okay, gotcha. Lori doing her shtick. So mostly I just got sort of a visual impression of Gail who has kind of a big bushy tangle of blonde hair. Yeah, she's got that big bump effect, kind of like Mary Tyler Moore with Mm. that big, like, beehive-y bump at the top. From most of the pictures I've seen of Gail Thackeray, from a distance, I would have thought she was like Anna Nicole Smith or something. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Kind of that look. She has a very manicured look. Yeah, Mm -hmm. big uh, dyed blonde hair. Uh, quite thin, like clearly works out a lot. Boy, like when I do a Google search for her, the first photos that come up, I would think she was some kind of fitness guru, Uh like, you know, follow her and get the ab workout video. Right, right. And she's probably in like her 60s, 50s or late 50s, early 60s. If she is, she's looking good for her age. She's looking great. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she's obviously, uh, that's like a focus of her attention. 58. 58. Okay, there you go late 50s. Yeah, I wouldn't say that her shtick is around that hardly at all. So yeah, you're right. That's interesting. Hmm. Um, The first event that I went to was called Remove Pain and Emotional Blocks. But I would say this was her faith healing session. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Now, just asking blind off, off the bat here, do you think that she's connecting your health to your emotional makeup that like healing your body involves dealing with emotional issues? Yes. Okay. Uh, Healing your body will deal with healing emotional issues, attachment wounds with your parents, past life issues. Like if you got shot in the head, maybe now you get headaches. If you lost a leg in battle in World War II, that's why you have a bad knee now in this life. Oh, interesting. Okay. Any complaint you've got, she can connect it to a prior incident that you've had in your life 
which you, you probably remember and not along with. Or if you don't, oh, well, that's because that was a past life one. Okay. Um, and so she kind of deftly goes between those two options until she finds a place that you're nodding along with her. Okay. Uh, interesting. She'll dial that to whatever suits your particular comfort zone. Yep. Yep. That's uh, how what, she reads how you. It feels. No, sorry. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. realizing as I Google her that she has been an actress with 48 credits. Yeah. At one point in the second talk, she said that at age 40, she had some kind of spiritual epiphany and got weird. And (laughs) so I think that's when she started being more of a teacher and less of an actor. Because immediately I'm thinking of, well, Girl Ray, who we Uh recently talked about. She had been a small-time actress before moving into the spiritual realm. And then also uh, Kimberly Meredith. Oh, right. Also yeah. moonlighted as a you know, nurse on TV. Uh-huh. Okay, interesting. interesting. It just seemed yeah. like this is a real pathway. Yeah, well, and as we've mentioned so many times, a lot of the people we see are people who wanted to be performers first. That didn't work out. And hmm. then they found sort of a different way to be a performer. Well, she was on Baywatch. Ah, okay. Played somebody's girlfriend. Yeah, this looks like mostly smaller stuff. Masseuse 3. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, but this Sounds m- good. Oh, wow. In The Outsider, she played Wubba Wubba Girl. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, at, As Gail Harris. So she had that name that she went by for much of her acting career. Anyway, sorry. Gotcha. This, this is all very interesting. Yeah. So she has an Australian, I believe, accent. I'm not great at accents, but oh, that seems right. Interesting. She was born in Yorkshire, England, for what that's Oh, worth. okay. Can completely believe she's English. Okay. I, I can't distinguish anything look i haven't been keeping up on her geographical whereabouts she could have gone to australia (laughs) have i told you about the time that i was in guatemala and the guy walked up to me and spoke english to me and then i was like i assume you're from ireland because of his (laughs) accent and he was like did you say you think i'm irish and i said yeah and he's like i'm from australia I have not internalized this because I'm not good at identifying accents either. And often in my mind, I'll think, well, if I get that wrong, Carrie will know what the right accent <laughs> oh, is. Oh, no. I, we've been telling people for 10 years. We've been telling you. Disregard anything we've said about accents. <laughs> wrong accents. Okay. So as we all know, she had a very obvious British accent. And um, <laughs> she had a full room, extremely full. <sighs> this Conscious Life Expo. Yeah. Well, I think she's also got a hot topic. Like all of her, mm. all of her descriptions had trauma in them. That's our, you know, it's a real gimme topic right now. Yeah, I think people were into it. Uh, Carrie's handed me the the schedule here. Gail Thackray, energy healing, remove pain and emotional blocks. Are you blocked from money, love, or other areas of your life? Do you have ongoing health issues? Energy healing often appears miraculous, but. It is a simple shift of energy that instantly releases the block. Even difficult physical pain and long-term health problems can suddenly be lifted and negative patterns in your love life, finances, and career can be immediately resolved. Gail is a Reiki master and has studied with psychic surgeons and healers around the world. Gail will show you how to find and release these blocks permanently. Those practicing healing will learn techniques to use on your clients. In preparation for this workshop, write down the three main blocks you wish to release in your life. Attendees receive an energy clearing, capitalized, 
from Gale and a small blessed crystal. Whoa, Gale Thackeray is a sixth generation Reiki master? Mm-hmm. So she comes from a long line of Reiki masters? Mm-hmm. People have been calling themselves that for six generations? Oh, well, generation here just means like one Reiki master gave it to the next, gave it oh. to the next, gave oh. it to the next. Duh, okay. And has worked with spiritual healers around the world. Gail is an exceptional medium with tremendous connection to spirit <laughs> and helps people to realign their energies for better health, love, finances, and to live their sole purpose. I want to call myself exceptional in my own bio I wrote for myself. <laughs> yeah, exceptional medium. Okay. You know, and actually, as you were reading that out loud, I was like, oh, you know, she doesn't actually say trauma in that one. No. She definitely talks about it a lot, but okay, yeah, she didn't write it down there. So... She started out by asking us how many of us had had an epiphany before. How many? <laughs> what do you think? Have you had an epiphany? When I hear that word, I picture Saul being knocked off his horse and becoming Paul. In the Bible. And then I immediately think, I don't have anything in my life that amounts to that. Mm -hmm. So my gut reaction is no. Oh, okay. I'm not even like realizing you didn't believe in God. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That counts. You okay. talked me into it. <laughs> And that's what she can do for you today. <laughs> I'm healed. <laughs> Thank you, um, Carrie. You're exceptional. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I. but I had a similar reaction. Like, I was like, what, what counts as an epiphany? But everyone just immediately, everyone else is like, yeah, absolutely. Hand up. Weird. Yeah, I just, I don't feel any need to claim that for my life. But okay, yeah. But then she kind of started describing it as... We all sometimes have moments of transcendence where mm -hmm. an insight feels perfectly worded to us or huh. gets you just past where you were before. I like that. If we call that an epiphany, okay, sure. Lots um, of those, yeah. Yeah. So she said, you know, they strike when they strike, but tonight we're going to just try to make it happen. Cool. Which, yeah. It was like, oh, this is ballsy. Mm -hmm. Like, because, you know, like you're standing up and basically giving a talk and you're like, I'm going to wow you. Yeah. I'm going to change your life. Yeah. The top three things that are holding you back. Eh, by the time you leave here, <laughs> you're going to be like, no big deal. I'm going to really impress you right yeah, now. These are big claims. Yeah. But she says, you know, sometimes you walk around and great wisdom comes to you. Sometimes it's when you least expect it. But those moments are when you are connecting to the divine. And she's like, so who's had that? And now mostly the rest of the room puts their hands up. So Including you? No, no. Okay. Actually, that makes me less sure of myself when you're like, yo, the divine's involved. Now I'm mm. like, oh, no, I really don't know. Mm -hmm. So she's going to help us cleanse whatever it is that's, that's bothering us. And she says, you know, we've all had difficult experiences, but... We actually choose all of our difficult experiences. Okay. We, we need to learn something. Hmm. Um, I'm oh. sorry. That's just such a... <laughs> oh, no. We hear it so often. That's such a weird construction to be mm. saying that you need to learn a lesson, but you're aware of this and you're choosing some lesson that's going to come to you in your life, but then it surprises you when you encounter it in life. Yeah. Like this sort of pre-life decision making. We hear yeah. about it all the time, but it's mm -hmm. such a weird thing like, oh, I'm really going to need to learn a reliance upon others. So I'm planning in this life. I'm going to have a situation where I feel completely and utterly alone. Right. But then I'm going to get a pet who's going to really teach me the importance of reliance. What's what? Why? I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, from a resilience perspective, I kind of get it that there are some things you can't learn without hardship. So 
if you're going to sort of construct your life. We wouldn't want to construct anyone's life without hardship at all. But why have you be the person who chose that for yourself? Yeah. Because the person who chooses that already seems to know something about the solution. Right. I was really wise in the the pre-life when I chose this for myself. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This feels like a conflict to me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it probably happened. Carry on. If that helps. Oh, phew. phew. Okay, that does change everything. (laughs) Um, But we all need to learn something. Okay, so then she starts telling this story about a healer she used to see. And she does not say the name of the healer, but I right away knew who it was. And I think you will too. Okay. Okay. John of God. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I started saying the word this Uh and Ross got it (laughs) immediately. Uh, Why did you think John of God? Well, I started thinking through healers. Most of the ones that came to me were explicitly Christian. And then I thought of John of God and I was like, that fits the bill. Who else could it be? Like, because he's so well known and people make pilgrimages to see him or did make pilgrimages to see him. So I thought this is where it's leading. Let me guess. So for those who don't know. John of God is a healer from Brazil. Mm-hmm. A, and he would do faith healings. like Psychic, psychic surgery. Su- right, where he'd like appear to s- jam his hand into your abdomen and pull out, you know, what James Randi would say were chicken guts yeah. and, and blood and stuff like that. I, I knew someone personally who went down to see him uh, mm-hmm. from my church oh, and well. her daughter was very sad about it. Uh, yeah, what else can be person, said about him? How's that person? Oh, no longer with us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've got it right. Also, don't forget, isn't he in prison now? Oh, I thought he was dead now. In prison or dead? <laughs> oh, no, never mind. Okay, he's 81. He was convicted of rape, sexual misconduct, and illegal possession of firearms. Uh, yep, he's in prison. 63 years. Okay, well, yep. now I know he's safely in prison. That's good. So here is how Gail described the healer who she would never name. She went to a controversial healer in Brazil. (laughs) This is a direct quote. It doesn't really matter who he was. (laughs) Wow. Kind of matters. It was about the inner aha that she experienced in his presence. I don't know. It matters a little bit, Gail. (laughs) So I go to see this healer. Again, she doesn't say his name. And then she tells the story that she was standing in line for half an hour at his at his center, and she wanted to ask him some business question that she wanted his insight for. He doesn't speak English, so she wrote her question on a piece of paper, and then his assistants read it to him. Okay. So she's waiting half an hour. It's really hot. This is taking longer than she expected. Finally, she gets up there. She's expecting this aha moment, but it's sort of this anti-ceremonial. I write this on a piece of paper. Someone translates it to you. Oh, you talk back to them. So it feels kind of transactional. Hmm. And then he replies, we can help you. And then sends her out of the room. So at first, she's really annoyed. She's looking at him like, you're looking at me. Yeah, so far, I'm waiting for this aha. Right, right. Yeah, seems- She's um, also at this moment not too excited. Yeah, she's like, this is rude. Why did I fly to Brazil for this? Next, they take her to a special room to pray to Jesus and Mary. And so she's like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, I'm kind of pissed off, but I'm going to do what I'm being told to do. So she meditates, prays a little. She feels like she gets nothing. And then suddenly a white light feeling came down on her and she started bawling tears of joy. And she said she was pinned back by a white light. Like she couldn't move. The white light was so strong. Wow. 
And then she heard a voice, a voice like a person next to me saying, what is your higher purpose? And that's when she realized her business question was tiny compared to the big question, which was about her true purpose. purpose. The theme of this conference constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? All I was thinking during that was just that John of God is so lucky that as you know, as far as I'm aware, all of that took place internally to Gail Thackeray. Right. And how fortunate for him. She spent all this money to come here. He didn't quite live up to expectations. But then she had a moment internal to herself that coincided with just being in the right place, being receptive to this message. And it gets attributed to him, even if she's not mentioning his name, because it doesn't matter because he's a criminal. <laughs> yeah, the way you just described it may entirely be what happened. Also possible that they take her to some room where like the air's really thin or something. Mm. And I don't know. Yeah, maybe they've done to that kind of maybe thing. they've done something atmospherically to help provoke this sort of reaction. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. But wow. So she's pinned down by the white light and she thinks, I gotta share this with people. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually think that's a bit of a leap. Like, share what? But share what? Like, you're having this subjective experience of oneness with everybody and of needing to share, but you haven't attached it to anything yet. What right. are you going to share? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just a feeling? You can't just share a feeling. Yeah, I think this is where you and I are just not geared the same way. <laughs> where To each other or to others? <laughs> <laughs> I think in... Decide. <laughs> See, that urge that makes you want me to decide is the same urge that Gail Thackeray does not feel. Oh, right. Okay. I think a lot of people are just content to say, oh, there's more than this. Something more than this. All right. And that's and I'm it. like, yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. What is it? But when you ask people who hold ardent religious beliefs, oftentimes like, well, what's kind of the linchpin for you that, that makes you convinced that there is something more than this. They'll often have one story and it's something that could be interpreted many different ways. Right, yeah. Uh, like I think of Francis Collins, who- Oh, the Human was, Genome Project guy? Yeah, yeah. The lead of the NIH for so many years, National Institute of Health. He has the story of how he was hiking and he saw water that was frozen into like three streams and that for him reinforced the truth of the Trinity. Oh, no. It's like, Really? Oh, no. Okay, someone needs to go back through the Human Genome Project and make sure there aren't any big errors. Because <laughs> there's so many other... And, you know, as far as I know, he's responsible as a... Probably. As a scientist, but... But that's some kooky shit. It is. Yeah. And it's like, well, you, you could have tied that to anything. Yeah. Maybe it makes you think of Brahma and Vishnu and Shiva or something like that. Like, right, Just because right, you were raised right. into Christianity, you saw this thing. But for so many people, that's enough. And yeah. I don't think for you and I that's enough. That's not enough. So, okay, anyway, so. Um, yeah, I don't really doubt the Human Genome Project, by the way. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that almost honestly, I hear that and I think like, oh, you're not being sincere. Mm. That's what I really think. Mm -hmm. It's like, you, you had this moment and you were like, phew, I wanted to protect my ability to communicate to Christians mm. and now I've got this. Right, right. Yeah, where you're kind of working backwards, which makes me wonder maybe specifically with Gail, but definitely with other people's stories. Like, did you work your way back to this? Like, oh, I need the good origin story. Yeah. What can I make my origin story? And yeah, it, it totally just possible. got a little sweetened in the retelling. Totally possible. It's just a hot, bright room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so she thinks, I want to share this with people, whatever this is. And the voice replied, 
so be it. Whoa. She said, so lots of people have had this voice in near-death experiences. Some people just have it in the shower one day, but I do think it's rare that you get to like actually hear from them. Hmm. Now, I might have misunderstood the voice and started selling Sobe drinks. Is Too that, much of a stretch. It's iced tea. Is that right? Yeah. They, they look so gross. Liz Blizz. Yeah. Did you pull up the Sobe website? I did. Oh, South man. Beach what Sunset. is this? This is an episode of Hidden Mickey's. This Green is so tea, off the rails. Citrus energy, tsunami, morning patrol. <laughs> so be it. I'm going to spread Sobe everywhere. Everyone's going to drink. Okay. But no, that's not what she got. Okay. Yeah. Right. So she gets home and she sends out an email to her whole mailing list. All of her acolytes. Accolades, acolytes, acolytes, acolytes. <laughs> who give her accolades, <laughs> right? Exactly. She sends out an email and she tells them about her John of God trip. But of course, as she's telling the story, she does not say that my John of God trip, don't worry. <laughs> and she says, I send out this email, but I don't give much details. I'm basically just saying I'm back in town. I'm going to be writing again, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But people start calling her on the phone. As soon as they get the email, they start calling ring, ring, ring. And saying, when I opened your email, I was overcome with a white light. Oh, my God. Uh, completely unprovoked, because I'm sure she didn't say anything about it. And I'm sure that's exactly what they said. You, you, uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm questioning multiple Stop. points yeah. along the chain of this exactly. story. Exactly. Stop already, Gail. Hang on. Is your phone number in the email? Are you just sending that out to all your fans and they're calling you on your cell and they're like, hey, just FYI, I opened the email and there was a white light. And then you're like, oh, my God, it must be the same white light that I did not tell you about in the email. No, this did not happen. Yeah, it makes for a good story, but none of this is computing. Now, does she have these followers because she's an actress of some repute? Or does she have followers because she wrote a book called How to Talk to Your Pet? I, uh, I assume that came after her big reveal, her big m- good, moment. Good chronology question. I don't I don't know okay. where exactly we are in her life when Got she it. tells this one. But she has followers for some reason. Yeah. Um, but I assume some kind of spiritual followers. It would be really wild if she's what? Well... Okay, Ross is excited. I don't know if you saw this email come in from one of our listeners. Okay, no. So We have a listener? I, I don't know if she wants me to share her name or anything. But okay, okay, can we pretend that it's Jenna Fisher from The Office? Let's pretend it. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> she forwarded us this email that came from Liz from Resilient Knitter. So there was this... <laughs> For people who are into knitting, uh, but also was, resiliency, there resilience. Was, there was a knitting pattern email, and so okay, she forwarded us this email that came from Liz. Okay, who's resilient? Uh, I'm just gonna read it because it's it's good. Okay, just in case you're wondering how I got your email, at some point you signed up for one of my free knitting patterns via Resilient Knitter, but since then I quit knitting. <laughs> Why? Because a few years ago, my sister-in-law passed from cancer at the age of 39. She was only a year younger than me, and it shook me to the core. Her death and my grief sparked a spiritual journey, and in the process, I realized I'm a medium. What's that mean? I have the ability to communicate you with your loved ones in spirit and provide detailed evidence that life continues on after the physical body is gone. I know. As a self-proclaimed atheist my whole life, it still sounds crazy to me too, but it's true. 
And as I've developed my skills over the last two years, this ability has been incredibly healing, not only for myself and our family, but it's brought so much comfort and peace to hundreds of other clients I've worked with as well. What, in two years? Hundreds of other clients? Uh, She's been developing her... I'm not sure about that chronology. Mm -hmm. Now, if mediumship isn't for you, I get it. And you're welcome to unsubscribe at the bottom of the page. But if you've experienced a profound loss and you're longing to connect with your loved ones in spirit, I'm offering five free mediumship readings in exchange for completing a short feedback form of your experience. So she goes on. But as you were saying this, her yeah. reaching out to her followers, I'm thinking of knitting lady. Being like, <laughs> hey, I know you signed up for knitting patterns, but guess what? I talked to the dad oh, now. <laughs> yeah, that's... Oh, man, it's such a beautiful blend of uh, personal branding and flying off the handle. If if Resilient Knitter is listening, first of all, I'm so proud of you for being so resilient. <laughs> but second, there are just two things I'd love you to know just as a matter of course. One is if you're psychosis prone, often that comes around right around age 40. That's your second bump is right around age 40. Oh, she laid second, it out right for you second too. Second psychosis uh, risk bump. And another big uh, thing to watch out for is what we call stress events, including the death of loved ones. <laughs> oh no, and they're both right there in the email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just if Resilient Knitter is listening, that's just one thing to think about. Okay. And you can do anything you want with that info. Okay, okay so... <laughs> um, <laughs> So she sends out this email. She gets all the phone calls. They're all saying, I'm knocked over with the white light. She's sure, like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Just <laughs> like I was, that. I was just in Brazil with a healer who I shall not mention. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt the same thing. Okay. So. A sexual predator. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> but it does not matter. Okay. <laughs> So as she's telling us this story, she says, and I just didn't know what was happening because I didn't do anything special with the email. I don't know why this is happening, but it was the divine wanting to connect us. So that's when she started going all around the world and doing meditations and helping people encounter these aha moments like she did. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) oh it's working on me what is this white light that i see oh that's the overhead lighting oh right and she says if you want it it's there for you do you want that today and we all go yeah (laughs) sure of course we do make the white light happen okay so she says we all have energy blocks wherever we are challenged And listen, they're good. They're not bad things. You have to learn from the vibration of that challenge and then let go of the actual experience that caused it. Okay. Okay? It's that same, you're going to get a lesson out of this or you're going to get some benefit out of whatever bad thing happened to you. I mean, all of that sounds, if you assume energy and all of that, you know, it it sounds fairly reasonable. Okay, I've got some blocks in my life. Uh-huh. I've got problems that I'm dealing with. Yes, help me help me loosen them. Right, right. Might not know the cause, but yeah. So she said someone gave her an analogy that she really liked. <laughs> then she explained the analogy, and I got to say, I did not really like it. Right. So it was that there is a consciousness, and we're all connected. And she said, imagine a honeycomb, and each of us has a hexagonal part of the honeycomb, and we're a spark traveling around the honeycomb, lighting it up. And if you light up one of them, it bounces through the honeycomb. <laughs> it's already got too complicated. <laughs> it takes energy from the grid every time you do that, but you give it to the grid when you have it. So this is a terrible analogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking 
Someone told you this and you retained it? I reformed the mental image three times that I gave up. One of them involved Carrie like vomiting uh, bee pollen into a hexagonal uh, honeycomb. It still wouldn't work. Okay, so I think she was saying... <laughs> That every time that you have an aha moment and you sort of light up metaphorically with the knowledge, that reverberates through consciousness and lights up other people's honeycomb. Okay. All right. But I just said it much better. Yes. That version of it, fine. So she's saying essentially, hey, we have this crowd dynamic here and as one of you has an aha moment, that'll spread Ah, that energy. I didn't think about in the room, but that's probably true too. Kind of like our spoon bending workshop. That's why you got to yell and get all excited as other people's spoons are bending because that'll make it easier for all of us to bend our spoons. Certainly not for the other social benefits for the leader. Nope. Yep. Yeah, I didn't even think of how we're all in the room together. Mm -hmm. And maybe she's thinking about that too. I took it more as like the whole collective of humanity. If you have an aha moment, you're giving that to others and raising the vibration of humanity. Even outside the confines of this LAX Hilton. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. But who knows what she meant. Okay, so she says, who knows their sole purpose? She asks the whole room. And that's S-O-U-L purpose rather than S-O-L-E. My only only purpose. Your sole purpose. (laughs) Your sole purpose. Right. So I wrote down that I raised my hand. So I took that to mean something that in the moment I felt I had. Okay. Um, And then she didn't really like acknowledge that a few of us had our hands raised. And then she said, and who knows their purpose but don't know how to do it. Lots Mm. of people, right? Mm. And then there Mm -hmm. were like a lot more hands. Mm -hmm. And then she kept talking about helping people. You know, that's when you really light up. Whatever it is you want to do, you want to help people, right? We all want to help people. And everyone's nodding, yes, I want to help people. Except for the people who are like, I want to help animals. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like, yeah, what about people who just aren't like, yeah, all of our jobs like help one another. But what if you're like, I'm a mathematician. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I, I, sure, my job has application to help people, but right. I'm not like in a helping profession. Kind of indirect. Yeah, yeah. And that might not be like your motivating reason for doing it. Um, I'm sure anyway. Sylvie Sterling is leaving in a half like, <laughs> doing it for the animals, <laughs> the cats specifically. Yeah, she should. Okay, then she asked for a volunteer. So the first volunteer was a woman sitting up front. Just venturing a guess. Was the audience mostly women? Yes. Okay. Yes. I believe... This is my surprise face. <laughs> I think I, I wrote down somewhere that it was one out of eight were okay. were men, in my estimation. Represent. <laughs> What's up? So Gail picks volunteer number one because she says she's very psychically sensitive She's always helping other people. Isn't that right? And the woman's like, yes. <laughs> yeah, who's going to disagree? <laughs> yeah, I hate other people. That's a Barnum statement. And that she gets drained energetically because she's always helping other people. Okay. And so Gail says, are you in customer service or healing of some kind? And the woman says, I work for the state for people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can make it work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And she says, yes, so you're helping people. And then she turns to us and she says, people love her. They can tell her all their troubles. And the woman nods. Yep, that's true. That's true. And Gail says, and she feels tired and drained after work from all of that. But she didn't know until today that it was from that. And she's just nodding along. Gail is just nodding along with her own statements 
as if this woman has like verified all of them, but she hasn't really. Yeah, she's just speaking for her. And how's the ventriloquist dummy doing during all this? Yeah, she's kind of like bobbing, nodding, you know, like maybe she'll halfway approve one thing and then more vehemently nod for the next thing. And Mm then, oh, well, sort oh, but that's a hit. Nod, nod, nod. It puts you in this position of like, what, are you going to call her out and be like, no, 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 stop. Absolutely not. That one was wrong. Of course not. Yeah, of course not. So there's a lot of nodding. Okay, so she says, I'm going to do this healing on her, but it's actually going to work on everybody who needs this particular healing in the room. Mm. So for some people, this kind of stress makes extra fat sit on their hips and thighs. Oh. And then she's like, who here would like a healing so you can cure your hips and thighs right now? (laughs) Okay. And there's like several hoots. Woo-hoo! For some people, is that a genetic thing? Because, yeah, I'm trying to figure out this connection to hips and thighs from the stress of I'm sure hearing she... other people's difficulties. If pressed, I'm sure she'd talk about cortisol. But <laughs> Okay, all right. Yeah. Whatever, I'll just accept it. You certainly can't work backwards from <laughs> the fat sitting on your hips and thighs, too. Why well, make that connection? But yeah, okay, okay. Stress. Also, it's now that I think of it, a little rude to the person sitting up front as the demonstration dummy. What you're saying that I have extra yeah, fat yeah, on my like hips and thighs? Yeah, yeah, you're noticing where I carry my weight. Thank mm. you. <laughs> okay, but who cares? She's about to heal it permanently anyway. So, Gail is going to do this healing on her, but it's going to work on everybody. She says your solar plexus chakra is shot down if you take on other people's energy too much. And then she grabs a pendulum. And she shows us how the volunteer's third eye chakra is super powerful. So she she runs the pendulum up near her forehead. And whoa, it's spinning really hard. <laughs> but then Gail lowers the pendulum to near her pelvis. And oh, it slows down. Isn't that wild? Wow. Oh, my goodness. How could you... <laughs> I can't imagine any way to <laughs> to control something control like that. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, if anybody's wondering, because they've never held a pendulum, it's very easy to control something like that. It's called the idiomotor effect. Oh, hey, that came up again. Yeah. Also, you don't even have to use that. You can just like subtly turn it if you want to consciously. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very if you're easy. intending to, you can. And even if you don't think you're intending to, you can. Yeah. Yep. Just very responsive little device. So... We all close our eyes and ask our guides to come in. And she names some guides. They all have Latin names. Ooh. And then she says, okay, we want to remove energy. We want to lose weight without diet or exercise. Would you like this energy? Uh. And so all of us are like, yes. And then she's like, do you feel it? Do you feel it? And some people are murmuring, yes. Yeah, I feel it. Yeah. And she says, the weight will begin to melt off you now. (laughs) Come on. You don't have to take on other people's problems if you want to maintain this. No more taking on other people's problems and the weight will stay off. We are all the same size. I am sitting before you, ma'am. I am the exact same size and so is the person next to me. I have eyes. How do you get away with that? I don't know. I don't know. I guess maybe the thought is like you'll go home and now you'll have your weight loss unlocked and you're going to see it over weeks or months, I guess. But I'd be much more impressed if just like I looked down and 15 pounds were gone. I'm just fixated on the fact that you can say that to an audience and nobody calls you on it, even maybe not even out loud, 
Like, yeah. that's impossible. But like just looking down at yourself and being like, oh, nothing is changing about myself. I don't feel different. I don't look different. Yeah, they probably feel different. Oh, maybe. Yeah, subjectively different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow, but the power of suggestion, is it? can it cross that large a span? Yeah, it wasn't working for me. Huh. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure in that room you've got just like a melange of people like me who are like, I don't feel anything. What are you talking about? People who are like, maybe I feel something. Oh, but Judy feels something. So yeah, okay, okay I guess I do. It's and- working and I just need to let that honeycomb reverberate and cross <laughs> through the transcendental yeah. barriers and oh, whatever right. she said earlier. But also... Just the invoking of the, how many of you want to lose weight without exercise Mm -hmm. or dieting or whatever it was she said. It just feels like that mentality itself is a multi-billion dollar industry in the U.S. Just uh, all of us are image conscious to various degrees Mm -hmm. and we want to fix that without having to significantly change our lives. And for many people, that's not even going to do anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, it, it annoys me, that whole easy answer. Yeah, totally. I, I don't trust it. Yeah, yeah. It also wears down your willpower for the next thing you try. So now you're back at square one again. Right. When you were actually never past square one. <laughs> but she's happy to capitalize on that moment of potential yeah that won't pay off yeah down the road if we follow any of these people i would think that's right but if you were at gail thackeray's thing i want to hear from you (laughs) hi everyone i'm laura house and i'm annabelle gerwich and sometimes it feels like the whole world is a dumpster fire right there's too much to worry about that's why we make tiny victories it's a 15 minute podcast where we celebrate our minor accomplishments and fleeting joys and listeners call in like valerie who found the perfect gift for her daughter's boyfriend and adam who finally turned his couch cushion the right way and little happinesses like how birdsong helps your brain that's science so join us in not freaking out for 15 minutes a week. That's Tiny Victories with Annabelle and Laura, Mondays on Maximum Fun. Whew, it's a tiny victory just to make a network promo. Honestly. So volunteer number two. Uh, Gail just calls on her, the lady in black there. Hello, darling. And Gail says to all of us, before hearing anything from this volunteer, she says, this one's very psychic visually. And then she she turns to the volunteer and she says, but you've been told that you shouldn't share that. Does that make sense? She says, yes. Hmm. And she says, do you see things in the reflection? Do you see things in the reflection? <laughs> no, I'm a vampire. <laughs> she says, yes. And she says, do you... <laughs> sounds like she's really good at these leading questions that she can really control the answers to. Yeah. That's a skill. Yeah. And sort of finding a broad way to phrase it that anyone can say yes to, but it feels very specific. It's good Barnum creation. And putting someone in front of a crowd and creating that sense of expectation that they're just going to play along anyway, even if it doesn't feel like a good match. If it's a shtick, it's a good shtick. Yeah, she's good at it. So she says, do you get migraines? And the woman says, yes. Okay. Okay. That's actually a little more impressive than anything else that's happened here. Agree. Um, And she says, oh, Gail says, oh, yeah, amazing third eye here. She is very psychic. And people have made her shut it down. 
Does anyone else here get these headaches? Mm. People say, yes, yes, including me. Yeah. And she turns to the volunteer and she says, you should use tarot cards more often. That's a very good practice for you. Mm. And then the volunteer says, I love tarot. Everyone's like, oh my God, she loves tarot. Okay, yeah. These are pretty decent hits. Oh, you like the tarot one. Yeah. I mean, I feel like saying you should use tarot cards more often. Is not necessarily you sure. use tarot cards a lot. Well, and for both of these, if she had said, I don't get migraines, there are so many easy ways out of that as well. Mm. You'd just be like, oh, interesting. Your third eye is absorbing this energy that for most people would turn into migraines. You know, that's one yeah, of Yeah, yeah. 20- oh, or regular headaches? Do you get other headaches? Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, everybody does. There's so many ways you could easily transition out of that. And in the same way, right, with the tarot cards, would have still been an interesting exchange if the woman had said, oh, I haven't tried those before but okay i'll look into them that would have been fine but all the more exciting when she says oh yeah i love tarot i love tarot okay so she says close your eyes and try to visualize the room you just saw but with your eyes closed and looking through your third eye so this reminds me of something we did at the what was that out-of-body experience place? The International Society Academy Get of Get Out of Consciousness. Your Body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah International <laughs> Academy of Consciousness. They had us do this where mm-hmm. you'd stare for a while and get that sort of imprint on your visual field and then close your eyes. Right, where your visual system starts to freak out at the overload of the same input continuously and it starts to pump in the opposite and you close your eyes right now you've got this very strong negative image with um yeah with usually like sort of the opposite colors of Mm -hmm. the thing you were looking at so she said if you do this the room will have a blue haze on it as you're looking through your third eye yeah and you'll start seeing this with your regular eyes later it'll start just layering on so that's what she wants us to practice with She says the energy comes down in from the crown chakra, then to the third eye, and then it bounces up and down energetically, and that's what causes the migraine. Uh. And this woman's actually comes from a past life. So many times you've been a psychic in a past life and you were persecuted for it, so this is going to cure any blocks you have. So to review... This woman in a past life was persecuted for her witch magicry. Uh, oh, she probably encountered her over in Salem. <laughs> yeah. She gets migraines as a result, but the migraines will now be healed because this lady told her to stare at a wall and then close her eyes. <laughs> well, thank goodness she's had multiple lives where she has not figured this out. Yeah. And now we have instant solutions. Thank you, Gail. Plus, weight is just melting off her, what was it, her upper thighs? Thighs and and hips. Goodness. Goodness. (laughs) Okay, next volunteer. (sighs) Volunteer number three. We're too easily pleased as a society. (laughs) We all need to be a little grumpier and surlier, which is not the takeaway I want from this, but... I feel like she's just getting away with something here. Yeah, you know, it makes you appreciate James Randi, doesn't it? Yeah, you need a lovable grump every now and then. every once in a while. All right, so volunteer number three, a woman. So she has an energy block on her body that Gail says suggests holding on to past relationships. So Gail perceives that there are two past relationships that are giving her trouble. And she says all of this before this woman has said, Anything. Okay. Yeah, these are cold readings as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. 
She says all this to the woman. The woman's like sort of nodding. And then Gail turns to all of us and says, who believes in past lives? Bunch of people raise their hands. She says, great. So you decide most of your big experiences before you even get here. You ask for a bad leg this time or a crappy relationship, something that's going to help you learn. Man, this (laughs) does not resonate with me at all. Russ is scrunching up his face like, no, there it is again. There's that smell again. Yeah, we get get this so often. I just, it sounds so stupid to me, but continue. Yeah, that's fair. I'll give it a fair shake. Okay, and who, so she says, you know, lots of us ask for crappy relationships, so Mm. we'll learn something about relationship. And she says, so who here did that? And a bunch of people raised their hands. So they're saying yes. I suddenly feel in ownership of all my bad relationships. That was so clever of me to do that for myself. Right, right. But, okay, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> not giving this a fair shake because I'm thinking of someone in their pre-life being like, okay, I can't wait. I'm going to get a lineup of really bad relationships because I have enough clarity of thought for some reason now to know that I don't know enough about relationships. And mm. this is how I'm going to learn. What? Why? No. Yeah, I think I think in heaven you get you get to be in heaven for a second with all this clarity and then you go back through the veil and you're dumb again. Yeah, and then you cry because you're so sad at the lost knowledge. Yeah. I heard that description once of babies you know, crying because they're so upset that... Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, they've gotten put into another corporeal body and forgotten everything that they, they oh, just had man. mastery of. That doesn't seem like the explanation. No. So Gail asks this volunteer, was there financial stuff too? Okay. And she says there was. There was financial stuff too. Yes. So specific. Wow. Um, And Gail says, we're all probably wondering how she knew that. And it's because she can see her energy field. Whoa. You're you're probably all very impressed with what I just did. It's because I can see her energy field. Was there financial stuff too? This is where we need to separate the specifics of the reading not impressive. The whole delivery in this whole package, kind mm-hmm. of impressive. Oh, yeah. It's it's being an impressive salesman. Mm-hmm. The product, not good. Mm-hmm. Sales pitch, excellent. Top notch. Yeah. So, Gail will clear energy from this woman's ex-boyfriends so she can have better relationships. Now, she also says some minor physical problems are also going to get better because they are represented in the body. All of these traumatic experiences are now in this woman's body. I'm sorry, I'm sensing another plot hole here. Okay. So you chose these bad relationships so you could learn this this (laughs) important lesson in life. (laughs) And now this blonde lady comes along and she's going to help heal you of these bad relationships. You chose those because you needed to learn the lesson. What if you chose five bad relationships and she's trying to heal you of this after two? You're not learning the lessons that you set yourself up. Oh, right. That's okay. That's now I've got an aha moment. Take that again. Oh, I'm seeing a light. Oh, no, no. she wins. I think you've really hit on something because the two things in opposition are the resilience version of it or the Mm -hmm. resilience interpretation that yeah we need to go through lessons and challenges in order to become stronger and better people Mm -hmm. and there are some things you can't just be taught versus the learning style the aha moment Mm -hmm. the download the sudden knowledge yeah those are in opposition why can't you get that in the afterlife in between your lives 
the aha moment. Yeah. I, I think you do. I think she's saying you basically do, but she brings it down to earth. But you're right. Then then she's fucking the system. What? This is the resilience yeah. place. Yeah. This is the resilience place. Aha is for the afterlife. This woman's trying to mess with my plans that I so carefully crafted before I came to this earth. The resilient knitter would never let this pass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Gail's going to clear energy from those ex-boyfriends. Okay, so everyone put your hands on your pelvic area because that is where you are carrying your relationship trauma. What? That's right. Put your hand on your pelvic area and you can feel that old relationship just sitting there. What? Think about that person who has hurt you and say, okay, I had that experience. I understand that I agreed to have that experience. I'm going to release that so I don't have to have that energy anymore. Okay, and then she (laughs) says, are you ready to release the energy from these relationships? And we say, yes! And we take a deep, loud breath. She wants us to go, (gasps) we do that. And then she says, let's see if it's working now. And she pulls out her pendulum. She waves the pendulum over her volunteer, and now it is swinging forcefully over her pelvis. Wow. And Gail looks at her and says, so now you're ready and open for a good relationship. Wow. Wow. All the things she did there. Okay. Now, if she really believed this, this instant melting of the pounds, she'd have them stand on a scale where you could see the readout. Oh, yeah. Something like that. That's a good idea. But I don't think she believes in it that much herself. Mm -hmm. And this is so weird. She's like suggesting some sort of body map where Uh she could like draw little arrows to all the little parts of the body and say, this is where fat accumulates for this. And emotional trauma. And this is where it accumulates for abandonment and this is where it accumulates for you know x y or z i wonder if she has this kind of mental map in her mind oh she does we will hear about the other parts of the body and what kind of emotional trauma they represent some oh goodness (laughs) Oh, oh what a horrible mixture of like insecurity with your body and tying it to insecurity about your emotional life and i don't like i don't like any of this and like the haunting aspect of it you know whatever you went through years ago is like alive inside you inside your body yeah like the body's keeping the score keeping the score or something that sounds (laughs) terrible Um, oh, I really yeah, don't so, like this. Right. Yeah. This is called body memory. She's not using that term, but like I hear it a lot in trauma influencer world. And I feel like this would instantly fall apart if you actually ask people independently about their emotional needs and then tried to correlate that with their body type. I'm mm, I, I just and ha- actually blind the process. Right. I have mm-hmm. a, a deep feeling that there would be no correlation whatsoever. That seems very possible. The- I mean, there are some things that happen if you're if you go through really prolonged stress where you're genuinely flooding your body with cortisol for okay. a long, long, long time. Okay. Then some stuff starts to pile up. But even then I think I think primarily you couldn't work backwards from like how much fat is on your stomach. Primarily it's our genes. I feel like mm-hmm. that's right. Our genetics really are the number one factor there, not not like an even parity with environment i feel that's like right genes yeah. are way outside totally especially yeah. in behavioral health that's definitely true mm. okay so she hits to volunteer number four <laughs> this woman is just raising her hand they've and, all been women so far yes and gail turns to her and says so what's up with your lower back 
Oh. Okay. We get a hit. We get a hit. Okay. Yep. So this is a woman in probably like her 60s or so. So, you know, lower back pain, not a bad guess. Mm -hmm. But this woman says, I have a Harrington rod in my back. So that's like something they used to put in the back of people with scoliosis. Oh. But now we know it's not a very good treatment and it can actually like exacerbate your pain. Wow. Okay. I think they stopped using it in the 1990s. So, okay, Gail, stop. That's a hit. Mm -hmm. Hear the hit. Receive the hit. Mm -hmm. Work off the hit. Oh, no, you didn't. Instead, Gail's like, well, yes, there's a lot of spinal stuff here, but a lot of it is related to your family. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, she's throwing away a really good hit. Yeah. Okay. So Gail asks her if she has a problem with her father. Okay. So again, why aren't we talking about the Harrington rod? This was a sure. hit, but no, we're yep. going to talk about her dad. And she says, no, I was a daddy's girl. Okay. okay. All right. Gail replies, okay, well, then who was the father-like figure in the house who was very controlling? Interesting. <laughs> that doesn't feel like a good flex to me, but it does give us an indication of how she rolls when she gets a disconfirmation. Yep. So this woman says... I don't know. Okay, yeah. Gail switches to addressing the audience. Like just floundering. Don't don't even finish that sentence. Just say who was the father figure who was creating trouble, or who was yeah, the, yeah. who was the male figure in your life who was creating trouble? Yeah, I sense I sense some sort of male troublemaker. Who's this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so Gail switches to addressing the audience, which she's really good at. When she's kind of losing it with mm. the volunteer, she comes back to us, and then mm-hmm. it's it's very clever timing. And like John Edward can do that too, because he has people in an area, and he can be like, oh, who am I getting that energy from? Somebody All else. right, over here. Yeah, so, so Gail talks to us, and she says, you know, lower back issues are often about our base of support, but it can also be about finances. Now she's turning back to this woman who's like kind of kind of nodding like sure we all got we all got that right sure, sure it's some degree okay but again Gail did you forget there's a rod in her back <laughs> you're really upset about this <laughs> <laughs> this is this is my yeah. my hiccup uh, it could be difficulties with finances or it can be having to support somebody else. Ah, physical support for your upper body or metaphorical support. Yeah, how can we possibly decide whether our lower back pain is finances, supporting everybody else, our daddies, or the Harrington rod in our backs? <laughs> yeah, or the fact that we evolved to be upright relatively recently and our backs just aren't really built for this. Sure. So as Gail's saying this, the volunteer starts to sort of help her, nodding along <laughs> when Gail stumbles upon her situation, you know. Yeah, it, um, it is funny that she's working so hard to figure out what this whole back problem thing is because it's been pretty conclusively <laughs> resolved. Rod. <laughs> she has scoliosis. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. I've internalized it now. I am equally upset about this. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Gail's still kind of flaunting around for a situation that matches and finally she hits upon it. It's that she's supporting other people financially. So this woman's rich. <laughs> Her financial problem is I got to help all these people. Okay. So, yeah. so uh, Gail turns back to her 
And it's like, you don't need to do this to yourself. The universe is already willing to give abundance to those other people if they'll just open their hearts to it. She's like talking her out of whatever generosity that she wasn't even complaining about. Sorry, Stephen, we're no longer sending Nancy to college. (laughs) Right. I talked with the spiritual woman. I saw a white light (laughs) and uh, Nancy's on her own. It turns out it's selfish of me to (laughs) give away money to that. I'm just wondering what person in Gail's system would be considered just perfectly financially balanced. Oh, right. Because I feel like you can make uh, an argument for anybody that they're going to feel like uh, they have financial issues. Yeah. Well, in our next episode, we'll talk a little about Gail's divorce. Oh, okay. But we'll get there. So um, she says, we don't have to create it ourselves to be able to help everybody else. So the universe is going to provide for your loved ones. Okay. (laughs) Great. Oh, should I just tell you about her divorce now? I have it in my notes here. Okay. Okay. Well, since we're talking about riches, turns out that Gail divorced her ex-husband in 2011, and according to his legal complaint, she sold a bunch of his collectibles without his permission. Oh, (laughs) no. One of those. Here's a list of things that Gail's ex-husband owned. My mom's one of those kinds of people. Oh, wow. Get rid of your important collections without ever telling you. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. Okay, well, in this case, it was a messy divorce, and it's kind of funny. But okay. But they included a ski masking polo gear, seven Brooks Brothers suits, a Zoot suit, a Mark <laughs> McGuire rookie card, a gumball machine, and an Obama Hope poster. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's how Gail got An original shepherd fairy design. Yeah. She, okay. Okay. Anyway, Zoot back to the suit. healing. Zoot suit really sells it. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Okay, back to the healing. So she tells us to put our hands on our back. With this healing, we're all going to finally get abundance. Imagine a rod <laughs> straightening your back. <laughs> or your daddy or finances or supporting others, whatever hits for you. <laughs> So she prays to the universe for abundance and for our lower backs. <laughs> we want to, be, this is what she says, we want to be in the flow of abundance and we want to release all physical tensions in our back. Everyone says, yes, we inhale, we exhale. <sighs> she has her volunteer stand up and she asks, do you feel better? She nods. Yeah, yeah, I feel better. She says, all right, wonderful, darling. Now we'll see all those checks coming in the mail, all that money flowing. It's like Peter Popoff. There's a lot of similarities to Peter Popoff here. Um, But also, the woman's problem wasn't needing checks to come in the mail. No, she could support others. You were encouraging her to stop helping others. That's right. I think that maybe the checks are going to come in the mail to those people. So you don't need to send them anymore? Oh, okay. Didn't say who they were addressed to. And who sends checks anymore? There's not that many <laughs> that's checks. That's the major problem. Yeah. It's, that's right. <laughs> she should be using Venmo or PayPal as her uh, yeah. as her medium of uh, conveyance of abundance. Though now I have myself wondering if any spiritualists out there teach people to dance the abundance. Oh, I bet they do. I bet they do. If you are the owner of an abundance dance studio, <laughs> please let us know. This is just like before we started recording, I was wondering if uh, there are any festivals called the Manifest. I think there I think there is one that I've seen at Conscious good. Life Expo. All it's I a wanted... good feeling to know you don't have to start that. Yeah, yeah. These puns need to exist in the world, but yeah. I don't always need to be the one who creates them. So all Absolutely. of you work on the Abundance and the Manifest. <laughs> okay, so volunteer number five. With this person, she has a lot of tension. 
So she's like, yeah, oh, I've just been, I've been sore everywhere. I have tension in my jaw. I have tension in my muscle. I have tension in my pussy. Whoa. <laughs> the the volunteer all, said this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. First of all, I love just saying my muscle. I have tension in my muscle. I have tension in my muscle. I don't muscle. need to know which one. A muscle. I love that you have one that's your favorite. But second of all, getting up in the front of this whole room and saying you have pussy tension. A plus move. I like Thank this volunteer. You, volunteer yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so. You're number one in our mind. <laughs> so she describes her pussy tension. Um, and I looked this up later. It looks like she was describing com- something called pelvis floor tension myalgia, oh. uh, which is just like the floor of the pelvic, the, the pelvic floor muscles like getting really tight. Um, but Gail has another explanation. Gail is, first of all, completely shocked by this that she said that revelation <sighs> and the way she phrased it. Yeah, she's like, oh, I thought you were going to say like your knee was all tense, but my goodness. <laughs> and then she says, well, everybody, shall I bring her up to release the pussy tension? And oh. I was like, <laughs> we're owning it. Yeah. yeah. So this gets a big laugh for a long while. She brings her up and she says, okay, who would like to do a pussy release? So there's a big whoop. Wow. The cloud. Okay. <laughs> this room just got a lot more interesting. Okay. So she says, this is about repression, about holding on to things, not moving forward when we should. And the root pattern is overthinking. It's planning, but never getting going. Procrastination. You need to think bigger. And then she turns to the volunteer and she says, is that resonant? And she says, yeah, that's resonant. And then Gail comes back to the crowd and she says, does anyone have anything similar? Which again now is tension in the muscle, jaw, or pussy, (laughs) or procrastination, or feeling stuck in any way. Does anybody? Does anybody have the, oh my God, hands are raised. Okay. Wow. So she says, the problem is we all need to see our soul purposes. And for those of us for whom this doesn't resonate, she also has a biological interpretation. She asks, do any of us have pain in either of our knees? Okay, now we have more people who are like, yeah, my knees, sure. Now I'm thinking of somebody who feels the urge after this meeting to move to South Korea, and that is their sole purpose. <laughs> hey Because of the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Okay. I'm thinking of someone whose purpose was to work at Pixar when they made a movie that was just okay. <laughs> Their sole purpose, yeah. Um, Someone who wants to breed fish. Okay, here we go. It's their sole purpose. <laughs> okay, Someone wants to make shoes. <laughs> okay, okay. So if you have pain in either of your knees, listeners, listen up. There is an interpretation, yes, even for you. Your right knee pain is an emotional block. It means you can't move forward emotionally. Whereas a left knee pain is a physical block. It means you're not changing something physical like a job or career. Something physical like a job or career. Okay. I don't get it. How's that physical? Yeah. Yeah. My brain did the same thing. Yeah. 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 But she's already moved on. And this is where you and I are for two and a half minutes. (laughs) Oh, you're not going to close that loop. What does that mean? Physical. Something physical like a job or career. My brain is thinking of a lot of stuff. And now I'm coming back and you're healing. I can't hold my career in my hand. Yeah. That's not tangible. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, she would she would say this a few times. Oh, your physical block, like your career, like where you live. I kind of got a sense for it. Things that are really external, I guess. Yeah, anyway. Things of the real world rather than a purely psychological. Right, right. Yeah. So now, now we're going to do the healing for anybody who has... <laughs> Pussy pain, muscle pain, jaw pain, procrastination, stuck in place, emotionally stuck in place, physically, right knee pain or left knee pain, all the same healing. (laughs) Jeez, if you don't have one of those, get out of (laughs) here. So she has us put our hands on a part of our body that symbolizes the problem we have identified. So she says, you can put them on your knees. You can put them on your pussy if you want to. (laughs) Does anybody do that that you can see? Oh, I I think the woman up front. All right. So now nearly everyone is identifying with this applying to them. So now we do a pelvic release, which don't worry, is not what it sounds like. (laughs) So we close our eyes. We think about what we need to dream bigger. How are we stuck? And she's really starting to sound like a prosperity gospel preacher to me Mm, at this point. Like she's saying, how big can you get? Like whatever's stopping you, we're going to take that away. Nothing's too big for you. And then she asks us to do that big, deep breath and release. (gasps) And she says, how do your knees feel? People are nodding, but she's not asking anyone in particular. Yeah, this is a faith healing. Right? Yeah, totally. She asked volunteer four, do you feel less tense? And she's nodding and she's like, okay, darling. And she sends her back to her seat. We're all healed. Okay. That woman's pelvic pain is gone. Or is it? Who knows? What's her name? I don't know. No follow up. Yeah, I'm feeling like there needs to be like a like a law where you know if you bring someone up for a public demonstration like this that there mm. needs to be like an official follow up we have you write your name down your uh, contact yes. information and we have a bureau of people who follow up later to see if your pelvic floor is feeling better or if your yeah. money has increased or how is the weight around your hips doing yes because well, i want to be able to look these things up later and have them tied to the original event Yeah, well, one thing I've told you about but haven't really told our listeners about is a case study that I tracked down that was pretty Mm. misrepresented. Oh, right. And Mm -hmm. and hits on those same issues. You know, if we just show where a client is the week after the medical intervention, we really don't know all that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, volunteer number six. This is someone with shoulder pain. Let me guess they're trying to shoulder too many of other people's burdens. Oh, my God. You are psychic. (laughs) I know where this is going. She always takes on things for other people and does nothing for herself. okay. And the woman (sighs) agrees. Yep, yep. She never does things for herself except for going to this conference. And Gail asks her, do other people put you in second place? And she says, yes. (laughs) <laughs> like a lot of people have to put you second or lower, right? Sure. Maybe one person puts you first, but that makes sense. Okay, so Gail says, we all have spirit guides and they are a part of our team. And when we deny our own confidence, we are denying them. So there are these spirits following you around. They're always wishing you well. And hey, you're like the president of the, you know, you're the representative. Mm-hmm. And if you're saying that you're shit, you're saying that the boss of all this team is shit. Oh, so all these angels following you around, they're your secret service. And you're yeah. like, I'm not the president. They're like, yeah. well, then what are we here for? Exactly. See, that's an analogy, Gail. <laughs> that's how you make an analogy. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't involve any hexagons. <laughs> yeah, it was nice and clear, nice and crisp. So she says, when you see orbs, like in photography and stuff, those are your spirit guides. Or... 
they're just tiny particles of dust reflecting light back at a camera with a flash, and they don't show up when you don't have a flash. Or, buh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Thank that you. was a good moment there. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> okay, so you'll often see orbs in important joyful moments like Parties and weddings, because that's when your spirit guides are really loving being part of your identity. Or people have been doing the abundance at your wedding and kicking up dust in the air. Oh, yeah. I was thinking You have a flash on your camera, and that flash has reflected back on those dust motes. Also, famously a place that people throw things. They're Mm. flowing. They're throwing bouquets. They're throwing rice. They're throwing (laughs) bubbles. It's a throwing party. Sure. Yeah. All right. So ask yourself if you've done something for your team today, taking a bath, really taking care of yourself. If someone asks you to do something fun, say yes, do it for the team. Mm -hmm. So she has volunteer five, put her hand over her heart, close her eyes, and Gail asks her, is there anything stopping you from receiving and loving yourself? Anything we're denying, any pure happiness and joy that you're denying yourself, release that. Fill your heart with joy and love. Can we do that? We all say, yes. Deep breath. (gasps) Exhale. (sighs) Angels and guides remove everything from her shoulder. Now she makes the volunteer raise her arm, Mm -hmm. like up and up and up and up, and she keeps pushing it up. She did not do any before testing. We okay. did not see her lift her hand at any other point, mm-hmm. but now she's lifting it above her head and Gail's like, look at this. Can... <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. She's doing a normal thing. Yeah. Wow. The chutzpah. I know. It amazes me. Okay. And Gail says, if you go to a healer and you don't have that problem anymore, it's not that it's a miracle. It's that you finally allowed that in yourself. You could always do it before you even encountered me. Mm. You just finally allowed someone to, and that someone was Gail Thackeray. And that'll be $200 for the half hour session. <laughs> right. I don't know what her rates are, but. Yeah, good question. I don't either. It wasn't me, but it it was, so let's pay me for this. So then we pass around the cards from the description that you read from the schedule, where we write down three things we want information about, and she suggests career, sole purpose, family, an answer you want to something, and then on the back, write your name and an email so I can actually read it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't like all these illegible handwriting. And then she passes out these little crystals, and she wants us to hold those and identify the aha spiritual connection feeling. Because love is the same as aha. Whoa, that sounds profound. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Stay (laughs) there. Stay there. Okay, okay. (laughs) Before I call it a deepity, you've got more? No. Okay. Um, I would write down my purpose as being, I want to study the sun. That is my sole purpose. Nice. Nice. Mm S-O-L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. (laughs) The aha is a very powerful version of love. You know, I actually thought this was interesting because I loved Daniel Dennett's Breaking the Spell, Mm -hmm. which basically argues that religion is a form of falling in love. Mm. Like in a, Mm -hmm. it's an almost non-poetic argument for such a poetic point. Mm -hmm. But like he really argues like this is very likely an evolutionary adaptation of love. Mm. And I think it's a really interesting argument. And I I was feeling like, oh, she's feeling something similar here if she's connecting aha and love, you know, that 
feeling of spiritual transcendence and love. Yeah. So she says to think of someone you love, preferably someone who's in spirit or could be an animal. Okay. You want someone who you have unconditional love for, which I thought was interesting that she knew that would limit us to the dead and pets. Because yeah, those living humans, <laughs> I don't know. My child, ah-ah, ah-ah. They can really get on your nerves. <laughs> so, of course, I pictured Ella and Golly, my doggy and my kitty. So then we held our crystals over our heart. She told us to relax and to picture ourselves connecting to the grid. So we're going to surround ourselves with white light as we hold that and think about that person we love and things you did together when they were alive. Now I'm like, they are alive. You've forgotten about pets already. (laughs) Um, Imagine that they're here in the room with you. Make it real. Picture them right here and feel that love. Now find a physical area where you need healing and move your hands there and call on your energy to go into that area. So for me, with my headaches, maybe I would put a crown mm-hmm. on my head or mm-hmm. something. And we're going to remove any illness caused by dense energy there. She says, you have the right to be completely divine and to be completely whole and healthy. So picture that person or that pet, put your hands on that area as a proxy And then she gave us some examples. So maybe you would put your hands over your heart for grief or for negativity toward your family members or Mm -hmm. resentments and say, I don't want to have that anymore. I want to have good relationships with my family. I mean, all that sounds pleasant and nice. And I feel like we should have a a space in society where we can do that kind of thought exercise, Mm -hmm. put our hands over whatever part of our body needs attention and channel these thoughts but I I feel like you can do that without making any extraordinary claims about healing totally yes yes completely agree uh then she talks about the sacral chakra is that your butt oh belly button oh interesting I think the sacral chakra is around your belly button or maybe right below it the second chakra okay so just above the root one yeah yeah Yeah, kind of around your belt you're around your navel more or less right where you would gaze yeah Maybe you would put your hands there if you want to heal old romantic relationships, especially if you have triggers regarding your past relationships. If thinking about them makes you upset, tell yourself it's time to release that and say, thank you, you needed that experience. And this is a good time to even say the name in your mind of that person Mm. who left that imprint, that body memory on your sacral chakra. Yes, Ross, you're raising your hand? Yeah, not important, but this chart I'm looking at identifies the sacral chakra with the hips and says that the solar plexus chakra is two inches below the navel. Okay, okay. Then there's the base chakra. You would touch this if you're trying to heal family relationships or your hips or your thighs or your lower body or your mom or your dad or early relationships or your siblings or teachers. And the pussy lady yells out, your anus. (laughs) We're saying the words that people don't want to say. Ow! Are there this many things to heal at once in the base chakra? Once again, that's hips, thighs, lower body, mom, dad, early relationships, siblings, <laughs> teachers at school, and parents. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she says if you if you try to heal the base chakra, it usually will trigger old memories to come up. But allow that, give it permission, and release it. And then she, of course, mentions, of course, the lower back. That's also finances. <laughs> then the knees, again, those are being stuck. Right is emotionally stuck. Left is is physically stuck. Oh, goodness. The third eye is for migraine, overthinking, physical eyesight, 
and the throat chakra for wanting to speak up, be heard, write a book, or express yourself. She's just building another one of these, like, phrenology charts. Totally. Yeah. I'm just picturing some little diagram with all these little arbitrary lines and grids drawn over the body. It's body memory. Yeah. So, And I haven't heard of this particular system. It seems like either she's invented her own or adopted some system. It seems like it's her own in the specifics, but this concept of body memory is like very in vogue right now. Okay. Um, But wow, does it actually turn into this kind of grid system where like this area is tied to this? Sometimes. Yeah. I'm thinking of there's a... There's a woman named the Workout Witch who will cure <laughs> will cure your trauma by like helping you work on like hip exercises or lower back exercises. Yeah. So sometimes, yeah. Cool. But this is this is probably more brazen. Okay. Yeah. Let's work out that need for a promotion. We're gonna do stretches on the right flexor on the abs. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Right. Weird. So I knew that I was going to come back the next day. And guess what? I had drunk so much water that I couldn't hold it in anymore. And I went and left and went to the bathroom and came back and she was gone. Oh. Hopefully everyone's healed now. Wow. Like the room had vacated? I mean, it was emptying or whatever. It was over. All right. So (laughs) then I went back the next day. All right. So, okay. You got more Gail coming. I do. But interesting. Did you expect a... A healing session? Yeah. I mean, when I saw remove pain, emotional blocks, and I kind of knew her thing, I think I kind of knew, but not that it would be so blatantly what I have been watching for the last 15 years of faith healing. Okay. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just like, oh my God, it's like watching Peter Popoff all over again, but he's a lady. Yeah. But he's just doing it slightly different. Very much variation on a theme, but you have to think that there's... I was going to say many, most people who are watching her and just don't have that foreknowledge Mm -hmm. to kind of recognize this Mm -hmm. is a performance and we've seen it before. Right. Totally. Interesting. And it's working. Okay. But we'll be back to hear about past life regression and recovered memory therapy with Gail Thackeray next time. Okay. We'll recover those memories from you. Okay. Perfect. Uh, Though we may interrupt that with a congressional session on UAPs. Sounds great. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing that. My pleasure. I mean, my lower back feels pretty good. Yeah. After hearing all that. Nice. You know, I'm lucky. I don't really get too much back pain doesn't happen often. Yeah. I feel very fortunate as a uh, runner. You know, everybody hears you're a runner and they have a few things that they say to you. And one mm-hmm. of them is like, oh, well, what about your knees? Are your knees okay? Mm. Oh, better watch out for those knees. And uh, my knees have been fine. So hey! I'm going to enjoy life while I can. Run my little so heart out. So you're not stuck emotionally or physically? Because uh, both of your knees don't hurt? Not ready to commit to that, but sure. It sounds like you're not. Okay. Okay. What does hurt for you? We're going to make this about your family. (laughs) I feel pretty fortunate. Like generally I'm mostly pain free. Mm. Right. Let me me think about this. Mm. I I get, well, I get bad acne. Okay. From time to time. Okay. And uh, Mm. occasional acid reflux. Acid reflux. There we go. Okay. Now we're in the middle of the body. That helps. That helps. Uh, Okay. What, What would that be? What would that be? Heart. Okay. Grief, negativity toward family members, and resentment for something they did to you. Are you getting this from Gail? Yeah, because that's around the heart chakra. Okay. All right. Or acid reflux. It could be 
you the throat, you could need to speak up, be heard, write a book, express yourself. <laughs> One or both of those things. <laughs> Very different things. <laughs> write a book about your family. Write a book about how much you hate your family. Uh, solve two problems in one fell swoop. All right. That's it. Excellent. Well, thanks for healing me. You're welcome. Nice little side benefit there. Well, I guess that must be it for this episode. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. Now a co-op owned by the workers. Hell yeah. Yeah. So support them and support us. MaximumFun.org slash join. Also tell a friend. Give us a positive review. That really does help. Watch Pre-Somar on YouTube. <laughs> oh, and again, if you're in Santa Cruz, meet up on August 10th. It's literally on meetup.com for the Santa Cruz skeptics. Whoa, meetup.com still out there. Still going. Wow. They have a Facebook group too, I think. But uh, yeah, join us August 10th. It'll be fun, 630 to 930. Okay. i hanging with my new friends. And remember. Anybody have anything similar? Where we feel, don't feel like we're getting where we want to go. You feel like it's burnout. Is it worth it? Can, let's dream bigger today, okay? Let's think about your, where you want to go with your sole purpose. And let's release any tension that we've got in our body that's holding us back. Some of you might be in your knees, you know, not moving forward. And your right knee is going to be more of an emotional thing. Your left knee is going to be physically not moving forward, like changing job, changing career. Your right one's more of an emotional feeling. But it could be all over your body, wherever you feel like you've got tension, okay? So you can put your hands on your knees. You can put your hands on your pussy if you want to. And uh, let's do it. Pelvic release. Are you tired of being picked on for only wanting to talk about your cat at parties? Do you feel as though your friends don't understand the depth of love you have for your guinea pig? When you look around a room of people, do you wonder if they know sloths only have to eat one leaf a month? Have you ever dumped someone for saying they're just not an animal person? Us too. She's Alexis B. Preston. She's Ella McLeod. And we host Comfort Creatures, the show where you can't talk about your pets too much, animal trivia is our love language, and dragons are just as real as dinosaurs. Tune in to Comfort Creatures every Thursday on Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun. A worker-owned network. Of artists-owned shows. Supported. Directly. By you.